cloudy skies with upper 40s out the door. Expect partial afternoon clearing with highs today near 66. I'm Mark Krell. Good morning from the KRCB Sonoma County Newsroom. Here's your first news for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Sunny skies and warm temperatures will give way to wind and heavy rain this week as an atmospheric river makes its way to northern and central California from the tropical Pacific Ocean. Clouds are expected to move across the region today with rain arriving in the North Bay in the early morning hours tomorrow and progressing across our entire region. National Weather Service meteorologist Rachel Kennedy says we are going to see some of the biggest impacts The highest rain totals are expected in the North Bay, with four to six inches possible in and around Cloverdale and potentially higher amounts of the coastal mountains, Kennedy says. The rest of the Bay Area will likely see one to three inches of rain, with higher totals likely at higher elevations. This round of storms will also be accompanied by strong winds of 30 to 40 miles per hour coming from the south, with possible gusts up to 60 miles per hour at some coastal areas and along ridgetops. The forecast also calls for the possibility of rapidly rising rivers and streams with some possible flooding, as well as downed trees and power lines. After Wednesday, the somewhat slow-moving system will pick up speed as it heads out of the region, but showers are expected to linger through Saturday, with more rain possible on Sunday. Well, some good news for fishing crews and marine conservationists. Large fishing grounds are reopening while other areas receive new protections. Some 4,500 miles of ocean fishing grounds off Southern California are now open to recreational and commercial fishing for bottom-dwelling species, and 428 miles of coral and sponge habitat are now closed. Jeff Shester with the nonprofit Oceana says his organization has spent years mapping the seafloor, discovering colorful coral beds he says are right out of a Dr. Seuss book. These areas have some of the richest gardens of underwater deep-sea corals and sponges anywhere. And so we wanted to make sure that these areas had special protection so that no bottom contact fishing can damage some of these really sensitive redwoods of the deep sea. The fishing grounds in question have been closed for 20 years to protect the species known as the cow cod rockfish, which has recovered from previous overfishing. The entire area is still close to bottom trawling, but the hook and line method and groundfish bottom long lines and traps are now permitted. The areas now reopening include prime fishing grounds off of San Diego. The eight areas to be newly protected are near the Channel Islands and far offshore seamounts 100 miles from the coast. Chester says Oceana collaborated with commercial fishing groups and the State Department of Fish and Wildlife to determine the areas most worthy of extra protection. They went into place without opposition because it was done in a thoughtful way where there was compromises made and we brought data and science forward. And it's an example of how fishing and conservation groups can work together to support the shared goals of healthy fishing as well as protecting seafloor habitats. Deep-sea corals and sponges are a crucial part of the marine ecosystem, sheltering many species from predators and serving as feeding areas and nurseries. They are among the most long-lived creatures in the ocean. New state legislation will put more restrictions on social media companies. The goal is to limit the harms associated with social media addiction and provide more robust protections for kids' privacy. One of the bills is called the California Children's Data Privacy Act. It would prohibit businesses from collecting, using, sharing, or selling personal data of anyone under the age of 18. Bay Area Assemblymember Buffy Wicks is the author. It will stop platforms from sending addictive social media feeds to a minor without the consent 
of their parent or guardian. It also prohibits social media platforms from sending notifications to kids while they should be sleeping and or during the day while they're at school. The other bill would give parents the choice of halting social media notifications and blocking access to platforms during the school day and nighttime hours. California's tech industry has worked to defeat similar bills in the past, arguing the measures would do little to improve child safety and cause social media companies to ban all children from their platforms. You're listening to Sonoma County First News. At the start of this year, some 650 acres of the nearly 1,000-acre property formerly known as the Sonoma Developmental Center changed hands, coming under the control of California state parks. With the SDC slated for a major redevelopment, the transfer is the culmination of a years-long push to protect the property's open space and forest land from development during the residential redesign. So what exactly is happening to the property now? KRCB's Noah Abrams took a hike through the new state park land to find out. It's a sunny Thursday morning in Glen Allen. The dirt trails crisscrossing the Sonoma Mountain hillsides are muddy and soft after recent rains. Walking with me through the freshly worked underbrush, Naftali Moed. For context, when we started this work, you could not see the grass here. And Joe Plogger. Like I was telling people yesterday, sometimes you need to cut down trees in order to love them. Moed is an environmental scientist with California State Parks. Plogger, a coordinator with Sonoma Land Trust. The area we're walking through was, until just a few weeks ago, part of the sprawling Sonoma Developmental Center property. Stewardship work has been pretty minimal in recent years. Moed says groundkeepers mostly focused on maintaining trails for foot access, but now with the transfer complete, the chainsaws are whirring and the underbrush is getting a needed thinning. The reason all this was able to happen so quickly is because of the Sonoma Valley Wildlands Collaborative, which is the partnership of six different conservation organizations that's collectively come together in the wake of the 2017 fires. The Sonoma Valley Wildlands Collaborative consists of Sonoma Land Trust, Sonoma County Ag and Open Space, County Regional Parks, State Parks, Audubon Canyon Ranch, and the Sonoma Mountain Ranch Preservation Foundation. The nimbleness of that collaborative uh, is the reason we were able to get in here and get this work done right now before we enter into a period where most of this work is significantly limited due to northern spotted owl nesting and then migratory bird nesting. The land transfer was announced on January 4th, and Plogger says previous state funding for vegetation management and wildfire risk reduction is being put to use. The land trust, as a nonprofit, was able to receive the money and then grant it out to regional parks, state parks, agonome space, uh, Ottawa Canyon Ranch, and we spent some of it ourselves. And so we had a little extra funding kind of expires in June this year. So we were able to grant about $100,000 for this project. A particular target of the work, Moed says, is clearing invasive broom species. That's going to be a many years endeavor. The, the seed bank for broom can live in ideal settings like over 70 years. The public will see us working on broom in some areas and not in others. And that is going to be the reflection of strategic decisions we've made to build off of existing broom control work we were doing. Identifiable by their distinct yellow flowers, French, Spanish, and Scotch broom plants can easily catch fire when dry in the summertime and crowd out competitors. And fix nitrogen, changing local soil composition away from conditions which native plants are evolved for. 
Moed says state parks and SDC staff have been trying to strategically control broom populations in the area on and off for some years. But Moed says, as with all land management and stewardship work, there is some picking and choosing to be done. We're not just going to try and blitz through the whole property and pull every broom plant because we don't currently have the capacity to maintain that investment. Um, and that's that's sort of one of our tenants at state parks is trying not to pick on projects that will be unmaintainable. With the work taking on different forms, chainsaw crews, pulling broom, clearing trails, Moed says there will be a noticeable imprint to start. The starkest impact more often than not is going to be immediately on the road and trail corridors, which is how most visitors to this place are going to experience the landscape. But Moed says disturbance of the landscape is natural. Most of California was adapted to some form of disturbance, whether it was massive herds of grazing undulates, whether it was more frequent fires, whether it was the flooding that would come in the winter when there was not a dam upstream capturing all that water. And not just natural, but a good thing too. Many of our sensitive plant and animal species in some cases are sensitive because of that lack of those historic disturbances that they've co-evolved with for millennia. In time, I think a lot of people start to see exactly that. Different species of, of flowers coming in along the roads and all sorts of things. All the area needs, Moed says, is a little time. If we're doing a good job at natural resource stewardship, it's going to be hard for most people to tell that work's occurred here. So come back later this spring or next year. And most of the places we've done this work, you would have a hard time understanding or intuiting anything had happened without taking a really close look. Another benefit from the recent stewardship effort, fire safety. The Sonoma Mountain area has been spared from the catastrophic fires of the last seven years, but it's also been deprived of regular low-intensity fire for over the last hundred years. Plogger says bringing fire back to the area, despite the fright, is a must. Yeah, ultimately the safest, most fire-safe landscape you could have is like a concrete parking lot, and that's not really uh, beneficial to all these systems. Moed and Plogger say the focus now is on keeping the area healthy and restoring natural processes and systems to the landscape. A landscape which helps connect wildlife all the way from Point Reyes Seashore to Snow Mountain in Lake County. Noah Abrams, KRCB, Sonoma County News. Thank you, Noah. Now this. This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to Life Kit from NPR. The State Public Utilities Commission in late 2022 slashed, by about 75%, the rate that utilities pay homeowners with new solar panels when they sell surplus power back to the grid. The rate structure went into effect for solar applicants beginning last April. The state's decision has caused consumer demand for residential solar to plummet since the new rate took effect. Solar companies say they've been shoved to the edge of a cliff, forcing them to lay off workers or even shut down. Experts worry that the steep decline could stall the state's battle against climate change. The imminent change in payments to customers drove a three-month surge in homeowners applying for solar connections leading up to the deadline, but then came a 90% decline last May compared to May of 2022. That's according to state data for areas served by Pacific Gas and Electric, Southern California Edison, and San Diego Gas and Electric. 
Looking at your full forecast now, morning clouds giving way to partial afternoon clearing. Look for highs near 66 today. Tonight, increasing clouds, lows around 52. Tomorrow, a rain arrives by early morning and then heavy at times through the day. Highs only near 56. Thursday, rain or showers with possible thunder. Highs again near 56. Friday, more rain likely with low 50s. Scattered showers continue Saturday with more rain expected on Sunday into Monday. Expect overnight lows mostly in the 40s. For today, we'll stay cloudy at the coast. Winds will be from the southeast this time, 5 to 10 miles per hour at the beaches. Bodega Bay climbs to 60 later. Hillsburg, 65. Then we have Cloverdale, Windsor, Forestville, Grayton, and Sebastopol reaching 64. Guerneville, Petaluma, and Sonoma climb to 63 and 64 on the way for Santa Rosa. Well, thanks for starting your day with us. We are your local member-supported public radio newsroom. You can become a member at krcb.org. And that's where you'll find more local reporting, plus any updates to the stories you just heard. And join us for Morning Edition and All Things Considered for more North Bay News coverage weekday mornings and afternoons on KRCB 104.9. From Sonoma County's NPR station, I'm Mark Prell. Stay safe out there and have yourself a good day.